season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you do listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. And use code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, for 20% off and free shipping. It's New Year, New Me with the global leaders and below the way screaming. This year, take your package to the next level with the Performance Package 4.0 and brand new ultra premium body wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced, the advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light shine a light into the promised land that 2020, 2022 looks to be. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying the crop preserver and crop reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence in the new year. Get 20% off and free shipping. You go doink at doink at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free, ship, and free shipping. You go doink at manscaped.com. Take your balls to the promised land with Manscaped. My friend, Thomas Peterson is with me. Thomas, how are we doing? That's me. We're back, and we got playoff football. Playoff football, <laughs> playoff edition. Okay, I got oh, a question yeah. for I got a question for you. So, so right, last, so today, January thirteenth, there's two been kind of two Eagles games, um, historically that have fallen this day: the Falcons game in 2017 when we beat them in the division round, and the, the Alshon drop game. Um, in, oh. uh, it, it, that was the we went from happy to sad there. Um, <laughs> I was about to say po- so po- polarizing. Yeah, things. in the okay in the Alshon drop game. Mm-hmm. And you guess who led the Eagles in carries and rushing yards? To be eighteen. So twenty eighteen, yeah. In that game. In that game, yes. In that just in that just in that single game. Uh. No. I think if I gave you five guesses, I don't think you'd get it. It's that out there. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna you're not gonna believe this, but Wendell Smallwood. Oh, that was the guy I was thinking of. You were thinking about that? I would have never guessed that. Guess that. That can't be. That can't be. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Wendell Smallwood had 10 carries for 33 yards in that game. Oh, that is terrible. The, the next running back was Darren Spools with three carries for four yards. They did Seems not like run the ball a long that time game. ago. It, it, you know, it looks like the Saints just dominated the time possession of this game. The Eagles didn't have a lot of uh offensive possessions but yeah january 13th man it's uh it's a day in eagles uh 
Eagles history. I am apparently, battling. Apparently historic day. Yeah. I, I woke up. I did not think that. <laughs> I am battling the worst beard here, Thomas. Like I was supposed to get a haircut today and my beard is out of control. And I have this ginormous pimple on my head that I'm trying to cover with my hat. So sorry if I don't look as good <laughs> well, as you today. Well, kind of revealed it there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry if I don't look as good as you today. I just had to let the fans know that. Okay. Um, Eagles versus Buccaneers. Eagles are traveling to Tampa. Uh, they mm-hmm. had practice today. Uh, we did, so there were some uh, people talking. I believe uh, uh, Jeff Stoutland spoke today. You had a tweet about that. Uh, they just made um, they made a video about Jordan Mailata's journey uh, in the NFL, and they had like quotes from um, from uh, Jeff Stoutland and, and you know him and his experience with Jordan Mailata, you know, leading up to the draft and in the draft process. You know, kind of mentioned that whole thing. Like if Jordan, with the three years he's played now, was in college, it would have been a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was a uh, it was a cool story they got from um, my lot of sister as well mm-hmm. uh, to hear from her and some of the uh, some of the backstory there the family stuff going on there in uh, Australia so that was that's a really cool video people should watch that is he he signed long term right like Stelton has no like there's no risk of him leaving is there <sighs> I mean he's 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 signed for next year as well okay um, but whatever wherever he is signed for they should extend him. <laughs> <laughs> lifetime contract that's what i 100 yeah like, just as long as he wants to coach just, just back up that. the brink truck to his do his house like you write the check basically is what they should be saying he's been the best <laughs> you can argue there there is an award for best assistant coach i believe he should be in that conversation is there an award i think there is i believe Okay. I believe there's like I mean, I mean coach award. I could be oh, wrong. How have we not heard about that? Like, why is that not out there? Because Jeff Dalton could have won that like 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> I believe it could be. I could be wrong. It might be just for coordinators, but uh, I have to double check that after the pod. Anyways, um, all pro teams are dropping um, soon. We were going to talk about this last episode, and we kind of we kind of ran out of time. So I want to start with uh, this topic on this episode. Uh, do you think any Eagles should make the all pro team? 100%. What, okay, yeah. so let's start with first team. Do you think any Eagles will make the first team? I think Jason Kelsey will make the first team All-Pro. Okay, so I have – I don't think any Eagles are going to make the first team. I I wanted to put Kelsey there. Ooh. I know, I know. I, I wanted to. I, I did. No, I, I right. do think uh, – but Ryan Jensen and Clay, um, Creed Humphrey have both had great years as well. Like, I think you can pick one of those three. I don't think it's a mistake if you pick any of those. I mean, Creed Humphrey is absolutely the, the biggest uh, – is, is the biggest – challenger for the first team all pro uh but i think i think they're going to give it to jason kelsey simply because of the way that his i know you're not gonna you're gonna look into the 2020 season only it's just he is he is such a stable of the offensive line and he is playing at such a high level time in time out no matter who is playing no matter who's at right guard no matter who's at left guard like they've had the chiefs have had stability on their o-line at least like jason's playing with with for the first seven weeks, and like new guy to either side, uh, like every every single game, just like in twenty twenty, and he's just continuing a, a, an absurd level of play. One hundred and twenty two straight games. Is that what it was, right? Something about that. Yeah, it's like he's he, you can play. You can he's playing the best football of his career this year, and I we don't think he's going anywhere, right? We're still or you're still on that. Like, I think, think if if he were if he was going away, I think he would have he would have wanted to let the fans know it was his last game at the link. And he didn't, he didn't show maybe they, they maybe they just didn't show it, but I mean, come on, it's TV. They would have shown it. if he had any sort of emotion that he, that this was his last game at the link, he would like, there was nothing. There was not a single bit 
of uh of sadness or anything like that yeah. from from Cousins. I think he's determined that he's taking another year otherwise it would have been different. And like they made they just made the playoffs. Like Nick Sirianni's first year has been better than he probably expected or anyone could have expected in that building. So yeah. why not give another run? Like it makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Like he, he took this year knowing that it was new head coach, it was new quarterback. Like this could have been a trash season. And I just don't think he would have ended it on that. And now they make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole other situation. I think he really wants to be a part of what they're building, especially if this thing can move into like. Yeah, just the way the team's set up for next year, too. They can get a lot better. Um, We'll have tons of time to talk about this offseason. But just the way that they're kind of set set up for this offseason, they they can really get this team um, better and add a ton of talent. So I'm sure just going to be part of that. Okay, second team, all pro. Okay, I got um, Darius Slay. Okay. Blaine Johnson. Okay. And my dark horse candidate for second team all pro, and it's a long shot, is Javon Hargrave. So I wanted to I think Hargrave's got a shot for third team. I do. He potentially. Um yeah. I he just he kind of fell off. But didn't fall off just the statistics weren't really there in the second half of the season, but he was still as disruptive. And I think he kind of just got off so hot at the beginning that I think yeah. people were kind of just expecting like him to kind of continue in that trajectory and just that never happened. Uh, yeah. I think Darius Slay is going to get third team. I think he should be for second team or potentially first team. He's played that well. Trayvon Diggs is going to get uh, just because it's, the interception and totals. It's, it's and it's so ridiculous. I know. And I can't like, look, I think interceptions are probably the most important thing a defensive player can do on the field, but just he's not – the amount of yards he's giving up is like a historic bad pace where him making the, the all-pro team is too much. You got to think you got to put Jalen Ramsey in there. Um, he's he's the first team up where he's been the best corner in the league so far this year. AJ Terrell's had a great year, so he's got a ton of just like AJ Terrell's had a better season than Tron Dix, in my opinion. Yeah, he has. Like It should be Ramsey-Terrell first team all-pro, in my opinion. Yeah. And then I think Slay it should be third. Like I think Slay should be the third cornerback selected he's he's played yeah. that well uh i yeah, and i think lane johnson's gonna get second team all pro as well right he has he has a case for first like he, he just, does have a case he for first. Yeah, he, he absolutely does he hasn't a lot of sack all year he's been brilliant um you you had a nice tweet i believe last week about that and um he just i don't i think voters are just going to kind of pin him against just the fact that he missed four games yeah sucks. and i think that's where the i think that's where all pro and pro ball are, are, are going to differentiate because yeah. I think the all pro voters are going to be more um I think it's going to be more when you've been on the field, how well have you performed? Yes. Where pro ball is more like the regular fan seeing like, oh, he missed games. He's not going <laughs> to. Exactly. No, they're, they're more strict about their votes yeah. um, on that one. All righty. Any, uh, anything else on the all pro teams? Nah, not really anyone I can. You don't think Jalen Rager is going to make it? You told me before the show that Jalen Rager <laughs> was going to make the all pro team. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we could argue if he's a pro. Do you I think he's back in an Eagles uniform next year? I think JJ is out. JJ is out, and then J-Jaw's I think out. it becomes it, it becomes a numbers question. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get in he's gonna get in, into training camp, and then we'll see. Like it depends if they go out if a, if a guy falls into their lap in the draft. I know you and I are we're banging on on for Traylon Burks. I love, if, if, I love if something like that, or if they sign someone in free agency and they go into training camp, and maybe John Hightower is going to excel, or uh, or Greg Ward sticks around, keeps making plays, then I mean, Jalen Rager could easily become expendable. 
Would you take a six-round pick for Jalen Rager in the offseason? Yes. Yes. Okay. We're on the same page. Because, like, what I don't see the point of putting keeping Jalen Rager on the roster as a fourth receiver. Quez Watkins is going to be the third receiver. My guess is they get a second receiver either via the draft or for agency or trade. Um, you 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 brought up the Calvin Ridley thing, and I I dove into it more. Like you're kind of the first one on it. I know Steve White, I believe, had the report that he's yeah. um, they couldn't split, but you were kind of the first one to pair the Eagles, like the Alabama connection, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles need a second receiver. It makes a ton of sense. And the more I dove into it, I'm all over it. I think it could be a great addition. So via trade for agency, there's really draft, nothing to lose in that situation. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So via trade for agency trader draft, they're probably going to add a second receiver. So like, Jalen Rager doesn't have a spot on the team anymore, in my opinion. Like they just, and, and the other thing too, you need a trade partner. I think a team out there could take a flyer. Like yeah, he was a first so round pick, right? Yeah. Like take I think a, a team like the Packers or someone, someone with a quarterback who has like a like a really good uh, arm to throw deep. Yeah, I think they're they're going to be they're going to be in love with some of those post routes and saying, oh, what could be maybe this will work, yeah. maybe not. We'll take a flyer, see what happens. Exactly. I think you can get something. Uh, it's just right now I just have the idea that I like Sirianni is is all credits to him. He is make like so many different ways of utilizing Hager in the offense, whether it's slot receiver, outside receiver, on sweeps, on screens, at running back, returner, and he's just not showing up it in any worked. facet of the game. Yeah, like it, it, he hasn't produced. Like you're right, Sirianni's kind of done everything he can to get in the ball. It just hasn't worked. Um, I I, uh, I I think they should look to move him for a, for a late for or late draft pick this offseason. Okay. Why don't we talk and get into this game? Eagles head into Tampa, take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are currently nine and a half point underdogs. I do think that spreads a tad high. I talked about it with Mike Clay um, on the Double Doing podcast earlier this week. I think Vegas is kind of underrating the Eagles. I think nine and a half is oh, yeah. a tad high. I, I thought eight was the be- a good number, so I think the, I think there's some value on the Eagles there. But why don't we just talk about the game in general? And I think a good place to start is these teams play each other, right? Week six. Eagles went to Tampa Thursday night football to play uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Buccaneers. Uh, what did you take away from that game? I don't know if you've uh, fully watched it or kind of went back to it, but what what's kind of what can the Eagles learn from um, from that game? Run the ball more, and don't depend as much on Jalen Hurts the runner. Depend on your running back group as a runner as a running unit. Of course, always have Jalen Hurts as the threat, but actually utilize the running backs in this game. Okay. Um, and I, I just think the offense of, of the Eagles have, they were so limited in that game, like just their offensive line shuffles that, that, that they had working around there. Jordan Malata playing right tackle, uh, Andre Dill play, playing left tackle and struggling at left tackle. Andre Dill, uh, excuse me, um, Jordan Malata and Leighton Dickerson hadn't played a game mm-hmm. side by side at that point of the season yet. Um, they had a no. That's a lie. They had a few snaps in week two, but like nothing. Like they didn't start together um, at that point. And Lynn Johnson's coming back. Dallas Goddard is coming back. He didn't play in that game as well. Uh, so basically, it's left tackle, it's right tackle, and uh, and it's it's, it's your, one of your best offensive weapons that they were missing in that game. And they didn't do what they're good at, which is running the football and dominating yeah. the trenches. Um, so I, I think that is, um, that is a massive difference from last time. Um, I remember like in the last game, it was so out of hand for the Eagles in the first half and then yeah. they sort of clawed a little bit back in the, in the second half, like the, so a lot of the, a lot of the frustrations of, from that game was with Jonathan Gannon and the way that he played defense, uh, in that it game. It was the and offense's then, fault. It was not the defense's fault in that game. 
Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it would, it might be, the offense had six straight three and outs in the first yeah, half, slow. and an interception in, involved in there. Like they they were the offense was awful first half. The defense like it wasn't they didn't play very well. Uh, like Tom Brady, so Tom Brady in that game from the to the five yard line, so passes from five yards or fewer. Tom Brady was twenty five of twenty six. <laughs> that's that literally is stat. Like I looked it up, I double checked today. That is correct. He missed one pass from twenty six. They torched the Eagles on screen passes. Yeah, in that game, like they Leonard Fournette was a monster in the receiving game. He had a big day in, in screen passes. Um, that's what happens when you play when you play the Bucks. Uh, I mean, as soon as there's any type of pressure on Tom Brady here, he is the master of getting rid of the ball and converting pressure into positive yards. And then take advantage of the um of the opportunities downfield when they do present themselves. So, so it is, yeah. No, no, go on, go on. Finish your point. It like it is, it is vital in this game that Jonathan Gannon does things that he has not really done too much, and that is like asks his cornerbacks to play to play more press, mm-hmm. send pressure, and when you do send pressure, always make sure you have a linebacker in man against the running back so he doesn't have that easy check down there and if he does check it down you have a guy to make a tackle for a loss or no gain because those check downs are going to be coming and like they're going to be yeah if that is the same thing against washington as it was against as it's going to be against like just washington and not like a team that isn't very good there are so many passes underneath that just go for eight ten like five they can keep hitting those because there's never a guy on the running back, they they don't put any responsibility on there, so it's always a checkdown option, even mm-hmm. if if everything's covered downfield. And it's it's such a shame when you're sending pressure, you're ten yards off of the corner max, and linebackers don't have your checkdown option. Like like what? <laughs> yeah. should be like number one when you're sending pressure, take away the safety valve, so they like so you can actually get home when you send pressure. That's like the the one thing that I I have, and just the key notes on the defensive side of this game is. Don't sit back and let Brady gash you. Like you can't have the repeat, the repeat of 25-26 from uh five yards or shorter. Uh the, the defense also it looked like the Bucks knew that the Eagles were uh, thin at linebacker and safety. They ran 12 play action passes. They were 10 of 12 on those passes for I believe it was 130 yards plus. I don't have the yardage, I only have the completions, but they 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 attacked that second level of that defense like that game it was davion taylor and eric wilson basically starting and like those guys aren't on the field anymore like um tg edwards barely played i think alex singleton was also on the field quite a bit he didn't have a very good game in that one um but they they knew the weaknesses and they attacked it to the middle now the and we're going to get into this when we talk about the bucks offense but rob gronkowski was not in that game and i think that's that's a huge that was kind of a huge uh like a, a huge bonus for the Eagles in that game to not have to deal with him, but they also yeah. had to deal with Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, and they kind of used those two guys as like the tight end through the middle of the field. Like a lot of the passes were through the middle of the field, attacking Anthony Harris, attacking the safeties. Marcus Epps played a lot in that game, so like they they kind of knew the weaknesses of the Eagles' defense, and they attacked it. Uh, they attacked it pretty well. Yeah, I think is th- those are t- two key losses for the for the Bucks offense in terms yeah. of getting the ball downfield, which just adds to what we just talked about and in, in, in sending pressure and having making making sure you have those those checkdowns option uh, that you're playing aggressive on those. Uh, and just a couple more notes in that game: no Dallas Goddard or Lane Johnson. So like two of the best players on the Eagles offense were not in that game. Zach Gertz was the leading target um, receiver on the, in that game, so Zach Gertz played basically the entire game. So that, that's not going to happen. Of course, not on the team anymore. Uh, but the Bucks were also without without Sean Murphy Bunting, Jim Dean, and Antoine Winfield. So you can kind of cross off the guys that weren't on the Eagles and then 
or on the Bucks, like they kind of even out when you look at it that way. But now the Bucks are down Godwin and Brown, so I think that is more of an advantage. Um, I don't have much else on that game. The the, the Eagles' offense was bad. The Jalen Hurts didn't play very well. Um, he only threw for 115 yards. That was probably one of his worst games of his career. Um, they barely ran the ball. Miles Sanders led the led running backs with nine carries. He was the only yeah. running back to get a carry in that game, which is crazy thinking about the transition from the team. I, I think that was the the turning point, right, for this offense. Like they watched the film probably in the long week from Thursday to to Sunday. They played the Raiders on Sunday. That game kind of got away from them, right? Like yeah. the Raiders got out to an early lead, and they kind of they kind of Miles Sanders also got hurt that game in Vegas. So they they their running uh, running attack didn't really work, but. The yeah, Raiders game was bad too. I think like the Detroit game and then moving forward there was really where they started to heat up. Yeah, I think it might have been like the start of the like the the Friday after the Bucks game. I think Sirianni and the coaches probably took a long look in the mirror and said, "We gotta we gotta change things up here. This is this yeah. offense isn't working." Um, alrighty, anything else on that game? No, I think you hit on it pretty well. Okay, why don't we talk? Let's go. Eagles offense versus Bucks defense. Eagles offense finished 12th in EPA per play. The Bucks defense finished 12th in EPA per play on defense. So the Bucks had a pretty, pretty decent defense this year. I think the biggest thing to start with, um, with this matchup, and we won't know till tomorrow. So Bruce Arians did not talk to the media today. He didn't not provide an injury update. But the Bucks injury report is going to be very, very key for this game. Like who is playing? It looks like Jason Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett are going to play. I don't know. I'm of the belief that Levante David is not going to go. And if he cannot go, that is massive for this team. Yeah, it is. Um, just just sticking with the with the D-line for a second there. Like Jason Pierre-Paul had an, an atrocious game against the Eagles. Like he was a non-factor of all non-factors. He didn't do anything at all. Like he, okay. at, at one point I was I was I was actually thinking about like is he is is he, is he supposed to not Rush the passer because <laughs> it was that bad, but it did look like somewhat of a of an attempt to to to, to pass rush. But yeah, that that was bad. I'm not concerned about him um, too much. I think the and yeah, he hasn't played key... in a while, right? Like he hasn't been on the field in quite a bit. So like there there's there's the rust versus like freshness yeah. factor here. Like how is he gonna be yeah. rusty? Is he gonna be fresh? You don't know. And and with with them and White and 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 Levante David like. Those two guys, they're they're playmakers. Like they're they're strong, they're fast, and they'll make big plays. But they're also undisciplined uh, as linebackers, and you can kind of compensate for that when you have two of the same kind. Like if you have one extremely disciplined linebacker and you have one guy going rogue, then sometimes like that just opens up uh, a, a ton of gaps. When you have two guys who just always like seem to make like compensate for. Like they compensate for lack of of discipline or lack of gap responsibility by being extremely fast and making like a like a big play in that in that way. Like you sort of compensate a little bit for for both things, but like Devin White will regularly uh, take a um, uh, take a pass step against the run, and that like that like you saw Jason Kelsey block against him when he like blocks him forty yards downfield last yeah. time they met. He take like is clear as day run. He takes a, a few pass steps back. He he is like he's washed in the run game, so that is that is a major key. If Levante David can go, then you're basically your only concerns are Vita Vea and and Kinsue. And if you get to the second level, I think it's a pretty good chance that you can you can hit some big runs in, the, in this game. You nailed it because I actually so Greg Allman was on the show yesterday. He's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers writer for the Athletic. He made the point that Devin White has not been the same guy without Levante David on the field. Like he, because then Devin White has to take over kind of the 
like the, the pre-snap stuff. He's got to tell people where to go. He's still 20. He's still like 23, 24 years old. Devin, Devin White's still a kid. Like he's hey, not, he's, he's a massive talent. Yeah, I know he's a great player. Like I'm not saying that's not, no, 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 I know you're not saying from, it's just, yeah, like one of the best linebackers in the league by far. But when it comes to like the pre-snap stuff, when it comes to making sure your cornerbacks are lined up, your safety knows where to go. Your defensive linemen know what gaps to take. Like the pre, the, the pre-snap, the quarterback of the defense style. Devin, that's Levante David's job. And when he's not on the field, Devin White just take that over, and he can't be kind of the same player. So that's why I just, I think Levante David injury is the most important thing to watch for over the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a huge, uh, huge follow up throughout the season. Yeah. So I want this is going to kind of counteract your point you made earlier. You said that the Eagles shouldn't focal point or have Jalen Hurts be the kind of the focal point of the run game. Now, when I looked up the stats on the Bucks kind of run defense and just with defense in general, the biggest hole that I found is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have given up the fourth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks this year. Josh Allen back in week 14 ran for 109 yards and a touchdown on 12 carries. His legs basically brought them back in that game. Now you are correct. I do think the Eagles have to use the running backs. So you can't have Miles Miles Sanders only run for nine times. Like that, that can't happen. Like you need to get the running backs more involved. Having said that, I think Jalen Hurts, the runner, is the biggest weapon, the biggest kind of kind of like juice that they have going for them in this game. Just because the Bucs can't handle it. Like, it's such a it's such a burden on Dev- Levante David. It's such a burden on Devin White when you have to deal with a running quarterback. And look, J- Jalen Hurts can't be your leading. I don't know. He can't be like your leading carry guy. But I and think that is the point. Can, exactly. Yeah, yes, like okay. when they met last time, you had Jalen Hurts leading yes, an already right. not very run heavy offense. And you also had him throwing 26 times. So like everything was just packed in on hers yeah was like he scrambled a lot in that game too like he was running out of the pocket like crazy like you know exactly I mean? and if they're gonna if they're gonna always have a guy spy on hurts while their defensive end is gonna crash inside you're just gonna hit him with rpos instead like if yeah. they're gonna if that's the way they're gonna play it fine you go rpo instead and and they they have expanded that rpo package throughout the season so they can give that multiple they can give them multiple looks with that. If they're not gonna have a guy key on Hertz, he's just gonna keep it. If they're gonna have the defensive end key on Hertz, you're gonna run it with your running backs. I mean, mm-hmm. it, they, they they should have an answer to whatever the Buccaneers are bringing here, but they have to mix in these um the wham blocks, the power runs that they've been running throughout the season, like the zone blocking for the left side with Jordan Malad and Landon Diggers mm-hmm. moving people, and uh, they can move Vita Vea like. He's not. He's, he's such an overrated football player. Like, exactly. hey, look, I like I like Vita Vea. He's a, he's a good player, but he's like I've always had this point with him. He's like the the tape grinder's dream. Like, like I'm not, like guys because he looks cool. He's got the big hair. He's he's big and he makes like the he'll blow up a play once like or twice a year. It's all over Twitter. People like like throwing the film out, but like in general, he's not like a top three defensive tackle. He just got paid like one too. He's got a ton of money. I, I I don't think Vita Vea is as big as a problem as like the linebackers are. And like I, I think you can run against his defense. Like the Bucks run defense, it, they finished third in yards per allowed, yards rushing allowed, which is good. But like the Eagles don't need to worry about that. They went full head of steam against the Saints, the best rushing defense in the league. And I completely agree with what you said that they need to follow the game plan that they had against the Saints against the Bucks. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that I just think Jalen Hurts, the runner, is such a X factor in this game. Like if he can break off like 15, like a couple 15, 20 yard runs, 
then then they're like that's a massive addition to the offense. Like he did in the need. Saints game. Like exactly. it was the same yes. thing. Like he didn't run a ton in that game, but when he did have the opportunities, he took it for big like big chunks. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um. So that's what I had on that. I, I think so. The passing game. Um, is interesting. They're getting so their corners are facing again are going to look different than they did in week six. Um, Sean Murphy bunting Jamel, Jamel Dean's questionable. I am expecting him to play. So you're going to get Sean Murphy bunting Jamal Dean and who's the other one? I'm missing the one other guy. They have three corners. Um, bad podcasting here. Who was do you know what? <laughs> <my heart? laughs> I'm, I'm going to look double check right now, but uh, Carlton Davis, Carlton Davis, those are the three cornerbacks they're going to go against. Sean Murphy bunting is by far the worst of that crew this year. He's had the worst season out of all three. He's had some injury issues. PFF has him as 74th ranked quarterback. I watched some, uh, I watched some film on him today. He didn't like just from some YouTube highlights and stuff. He, like it looks like he's been getting burned. He's kind of the guy that teams are attacking. And yeah, I and think they, they just need to ride Devontae Smith because he's yeah. hot right now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the other note I have here. Uh, Devontae Smith in big games. And those big matchups, like we saw what he did in the national championship game, Thomas. I believe in the Rose Bowl against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish year before that. He had a very similar game. Devonta Smith shows up in big games. 100%. He, he should be the kind of the focal point of this passing attack. They need to get him the ball early, and they need to get him the ball often. 100%. And and, and Dallas Goddard not being there in the last game is is such a massive factor as well like he is he is the guy the eagles have been utilizing the most and for good reason like we've been pretty consistent in that Devontae smith hasn't been utilized nearly as much as he should have but dallas god has and it just pays off mm-hmm. like he will make big plays for you and they should like they just need to continue utilizing dallas goddard and Devontae smith because you can tell that jalen hurts is getting on a is getting a, a connection with these guys and is on a level with these guys that is it, it's taking a step uh, forward 100 those two guys need to be the like that's who the target should be going to all game now i do think they're going to need a play from a kez Watkins, from a from a jalen rager i'm going to say it and maybe potentially yeah, him. greg ward greg <laughs> ward is going to make that 10 yeah, times but, before rager does but like if they can get like a like a 30 yard catch from one of those guys or something like that yeah. maybe on like a screen pass or a deep shot like that. Yeah, it's going to be so Quest Watkins. Quest Watkins. Quest Watkins. Yeah. He, he's going to make people miss. I mean, yeah. and, he could take it down the field. He's your X factor. And, and the Buccaneers secondary, like they, they've kind of, it's been kind of a, a pit of death, I guess, with them in the secondary. They've, they've started so many guys like Richard Sherman started against Eagles in that game back in week six. Like their secondary has been kind of just rotation and they've allowed nine, the 19th most receiving yards to opposing wide receivers this year. So it's not like, Again, it's not terrible, but it is vulnerable. Like you can throw the ball against this team, and Jalen Hurts has done a great job over the last couple of games of using his arm. So I think it's I think it's there for the taking. Yeah, well, yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. Anything else on the Eagles' offense versus the Bucks' defense? Nah, I think that that is where my confidence lies is in the Eagles' offense going against Bucks' defense. I think they have a they have a good chance. Agreed. I want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Many people want to start their new year off with a new goal in mind. For me, I'm trying to lose some weight this year and get back into shape. The best way to stay focused on a goal is talking to someone about what's on your mind. Not everyone is someone they can lean on and talk to. That's where BetterHelp comes in. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. 
BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. If you ever search for a counselor in your area, you know it can take weeks or even months just to get a phone call back. With BetterHelp, you can start communicating in as little as 48 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com slash podcast. That's BetterHelp.com slash podcast, and join over 2 million, men, 2 million people talking, taking charge of their mental health with help from an experienced professional therapist. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, Thomas, next on deck, we are going with the Eagles defense versus the Bucks offense. The Eagles, the Bucks offense finished first in EPA per play on offense. They were the most efficient offense in the NFL this season. Eagles defense finished 16th in EPA per play on defense. What are you looking at in this matchup? This is the worrying thing about this game. Like this is where my I'm really not confident at all. Um, and we talked about them, the, like the Chris Godwin, in, uh, Chris Godwin injury. Um, Antonio Brown should... torched his team in week six. Like he was the best it, player. He really did. Yeah, I mean, he really did. And though, I mean, those guys are key factors. It's just it's Tom Brady, and that's just that trumps everything. Yeah, that, that you can put there on the table. Yeah, and I just think the way that Tom Brady plays football matches up perfectly with the style of defense that Jonathan Gannon has been running, uh, allowing long-ass controlling drives that's just going to keep the ball away from the opposing team and that's going to end up with a touchdown. Um, and I'm a af- that's what I'm afraid of in this is this in this game. So we're going to see seven and a half minute game eating drives from Buccaneers ending in the score, and then Eagles come out, make a mistake, and then boom. Then it, like you can so easily fall behind in a situation like that because Buccaneers offense, like you said, it's been it's been one of the league's best, if not the best in the league. And it's it is absurd what Tom Brady's doing in, at the yeah. age that he's at right now. He, like he's just becoming better and better. It's no it's, one even talks about it. It's like it's like it's just normal now. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, fucked. how old is he? 43? 44. He's forty four, and he's putting up career best numbers. And if Aaron Rodgers didn't play out of his mind this year, he's the MVP of this year. Like he's, he's right? still like, might have a case. Yeah, he's, I, I, yeah exactly. Aaron Rodgers are probably going to win it, but but I mean, Tom Brady has ask as good of a case, uh, and it is. So it's a massive task uh, uh, for for Jonathan Gannon, and it is um, it's unfair that the expectations for him are high, but I I just think they are. I, I I need him I need him to cook up a game plan here. The Eagles might lose, they might get torched, but I want them to get torched in man coverage, sending pressure. Yeah, I don't want them to get torched in like small short completions all the time moving the sticks and not forcing anything like you might as well if the default setting is that you're going to allow long ass play long ass drives you are you already lost then just go ahead like go full head of steam all your exotic blitz packages the things you wake up at night and get your heart when you're with your wife and thinking about a blitz (laughs) package bring that out bring all of that out uh and, and just have fun with it yeah, and, like, fuck it. Like empty the kitchen sinks. Exactly. Like it's time. Like you, 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 yeah. don't let don't sit back and let Tom Brady beat you. Tom exactly. Tom Brady was the twenty third ranked quarterback in EPA per play against the Blitz this year. That mm. is so he's vulnerable. Like he was not very good. Jalen Hurts was thirteenth, by the way. Jalen Hurts held the Blitz pretty well this year. But Tom Brady twenty third. You can go get him. 
Like he make and look, he doesn't have the guys around him he's comfortable with. Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, he's comfortable with those guys. When he has those guys in the field, he makes more precision passes. You saw what that Saints game that it was the third it was Thursday night or Mon- I think it was Monday night. Monday night game against Saints. It was it was shook. They were shook. Exactly. Yes. And at that game was they all kind of went out that game, so it, it was more tough on Brady because he had to adapt and he, he didn't have like a week to think about it and a week to play with these guys. But you're gonna like Rashad Perriman is dealing with a hip injury right now. He's gonna be like a focal point in this offense. Like Scotty Miller is going to be a huge part of this offense. Like those, you gotta let those guys beat you. And that kind of brings me to this point. Rob Gronkowski wasn't in the game against the Eagles week six. He's going to play this week. He's been the third best tight end in the NFL. Over the last four weeks, he's he's been great. He's ba- they basically relied on him, and doesn't match up well with the Eagles. The Eagles have allowed the fourth most passing yard or receiving yards, or si- sorry, six most receiving yards to opposing tight ends this year, and the most touchdowns to opposing tight ends this year. I know the touchdowns that because I fall. I do any tough touchdown picks, so it's a stat I always fa- been following. The Eagles have been bad against tight ends all year. It's been a trend. Uh, my co-host on the on the Touchdown Town show basically takes the the tight end point in the Eagles every freaking week. And it, it kind of it's kind of worked out for him. The Eagles allowed 14 touchdowns opposing tight ends. Anyways, what I'm getting at is if I'm the Bucks, that's the offense. Like you're running it through Gronk. Like he's you got to take him away. And like who's gonna cover? Like it's gonna be Anthony Harris. Like that's you're gonna have to rely on like Anthony Harris, T.J. Edwards, Alex Singles, guys like this to step up and take him out of the game. So I think that's that's a pretty interesting conversation because when we're talking about who's going to cover Gronk, do we are we talking about who we would want to cover Gronk, or are we talking about what's probably going to happen? And that is Eagles. What, what playing. do you think? What do you think Gannon's plan is to shut down Gronk? What do you think he's thinking right now? I think what if if we're talking a trend basis, if he's going to do the same thing and he's been doing this season, it's not change anything at all. He's going to line up the same way that he has been doing and not shadow anyone. He's not going to lock anyone on. A certain player like if Gronk is lined up to the right side and he's going to motion to the left you're going to see bracket you're, like one guy is going to come down one guy's going to come uh one guy's going to go deep safety like that is the way that you usually run these things they don't travel that much with their guys we saw Darius Slade travel a little bit throughout the season but but it's been so limited that I wouldn't get my hopes up that one certain player is going to travel with Gronk for example I don't think uh, you, but, you can't really travel with Gronk like, I don't think it's going to be able to happen nah, but I, I, I think I do but, think Slade travels with Mike Evans though I do think that's going to happen I mean, I, I think if it was up to me, I would have a guy like Amante Maddox on Scotty Miller when he's on the field. I think he's the one who can travel best with him. I'd have probably have um, Roddy McLeod on Gronk as, as much as possible. I'd have oh. Ant Harris deep. I'd have Darius Slay on Mike Evans. I hate that matchup for the Eagles. Yeah, but I, I mean, it, it's not going to be a great matchup. The players are the players, right? That's who they got on the field. One of the players. Are the players. Exactly. If you're if you're playing it well enough, and you're getting and you're actually getting pressure, if you're sending guys, and you're like, if if Brady has just just a tad under pressure, and he's getting and like he's he's got Gronk on uh, on on McLeod. I mean, it, it they're probably going to win a lot of them, but if if just one of those players is going to result in a pick and and. Rodney's been sort of hot in that, and I mean, I know it's it's primarily been on on wide passes or deep passes or like overthrows or something like that. But I I, I think those are one of the, like otherwise I'll go Avante Maddox simply because he showed like he showed a ton against bigger guys this year. Kyle Pitts, who is a freak in size compared to Avante Maddox, like Avante yeah. stuck with him, and, and yeah. like credit to Avante for 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 really playing well this year. So Eagles injury report just came out 10 minutes ago. Um, 
Now, I don't a like that Josh Sweat. DNP Josh Sweat. This is making me nervous now, Thomas. Yeah, uh, it's not. That is not good. Yeah, th- th- this is a guy that they need to be on the field. That's where I was kind of go with next with this. Is he's he's got to have a huge game. Like he's probably the most. You could argue Darius Slay's most important player on this defense right now, and then Josh Sweat's second. Like you can make that argument like, if you want. Maybe Javon Hargrave. You can put in that in conversation, but like. Josh Sweat's gotta. They need him on the field. Yeah, he's he's got to play. Game. Yeah, like I, this is making me nervous. I, I, I look illness. It's a tough kind of thing to uh, forecast. Like there's been situations this year where um, you've had like a guy with an illness and he ends up on the COVID list. This doesn't look like that because it's been two days. So my guess is he's got a cold or something. They're just maybe isolating him away from the team so no one gets sick. But he's got to be. Hopefully gonna, something like that. Maybe yeah. he's just feeling under the weather and. Yeah whole thing is overblown they're just keeping it safe like you say the worst thing that could happen is if if it's sort of a delayed covert thing like he where like he's negative the first couple of tests and then he gets like positive going into the weekend that'll be uh that wouldn't be good yeah this is a guy that they really need like he's had four sacks the last four games he's played um he's been huge he, he was massive in that game against washington like he, he took over that game for them um he's gonna have to have a huge game like they need to get pressure for fletcher cox also a guy that they need to step up he's played his best football in the playoffs, I was looking at the in that Falcons game in 2017. It was huge, like for the Eagles. I I, I don't really remember fully the intentions of that game, but from the box score, he had a sack, two TFLs, um, two pressures. Like he, he was looked like he was pretty big. But he needs to continue his playoff success this year. And Javon Hargrave, like those guys, need to get pressure with four. Um, I'm just trying to think. Is anything else on the Bucks uh, offense that they need to focus on? Like you can't let Brady have time. Of course, we talked on Jonathan Gannon. He's have a better scheme. Anything else on this matchup? Nothing. We covered it pretty well. All righty. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest before we get to prediction time? Anything at all, Thomas? This is it. This is your moment. I know you want me to to hit predictions, so my head is spitting with uh, with what I'm going to choose in this game because <laughs> got the reverse superstition going over here. Like, what are we choosing now? What would the best guy? <laughs> <laughs> so I know I've had my pick. I've already put on the National Football Post. You can check out my preview there. Please do if you haven't. Um, I have all my previews up there, so I already know who I'm taking. Um, but uh, me and Thomas are going to run through every single game and Wild Card Weekend. We're going to make our predictions against the spread. All odds are courtesy of Kubet, and Kubet sponsors podcasts. They are the most transparent gaming company in the world. Kubet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use the deposit code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, for 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with Kubet. That's code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, and Kubet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at Kubet Canada follow Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Kubet Canada. Kubet, stay cool and that response. Okay, Thomas, let's do this. First game, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Las Vegas Raiders travel to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Raiders mm-hmm. are currently five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Who do you like? I like the Bengals. You like the Bengals? Minus five-and-a-half? Okay. Okay. We're I think the Bengals here. are going to – I think Bengals uh, will win by 10. I, I have so much faith in Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I think they're going to blow that. The Raiders already used all their energy on that bonkers ending to that Chargers game. <laughs> that they don't have any wild. more energy going into this. So it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, going to be Bengals all the way. So I'm coming out of, I'm coming hot, coming in hot with my, uh, with my playoff picks because the one, well, I have two upsets, but the one big upset I got this weekend is I think the Las Vegas Raiders are taking down the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they win. I have 28, 27 Las Vegas. 
I think this Bengals offense is going to be in trouble here with this pass rush of the, of the Raiders. Max Crosby, Yankee Gakwa, I think they're going to get after him. The Joe Burrow was the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. Casey Hayward, Nate Dobbs, Nate Hobbs, sorry, those guys on the on the edge for the for the Raiders have played well. They've had they have a pretty solid secondary. I think the Raiders are kind of playing. They've got light in the bottle right now. I don't think they make they go anywhere after this, but I think they win a playoff game. And uh, I one think thing they beat for the you, Jamar Chase is down there somewhere. <laughs> he is going to be down there somewhere. They're going to need some Jamar Chase magic for sure. They're going to get it. That game's going to be exci- exciting. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Okay, second game on Saturday at 8:15 p.m. Eastern Time. Bill Belichick and the fighting and the fighting uh, Mac Joneses head to Buffalo <laughs> to play the Buffalo Bills. The New England Patriots are four point underdogs in Buffalo, and what looks like a cold and windy day. Thomas Peterson, who do you like? It is perfect for a Bill Belichick ninety percent rush <laughs> percentage, and he's going to run the ball all throughout the game. Um, I believe the uh, Patriots will cover in this game. So you th- okay? So you think you're taking Patriots plus four? Yeah. I we're man, look at us against each other. I think the Bills roll. I think the Bills yep. win by a touchdown. I am taking the Buffalo Bills 34 to 27. I think Josh Allen uses his legs a ton. He's been the best runner from uh, he's been the best scrambling quarterback in the NFL since 2006. Shield Capadia, the athletic, had a good nugget on that on Twitter today. I saw that he's been great scrambling using his legs. I think and that Patriots- worked for him a lot when they. I'm pointing out with my water bottle to emphasize <laughs> my point here. Uh, that worked for point. him in the last exactly in the last matchup. Everything Josh Allen did worked. That isn't always the case. That's the same with Patrick Mahomes. When it goes sideways for one of these guys, when they start these cross the body throws, these scrambles that are bonkers that look spectacular when it happens. When it doesn't make look spectacular, sometimes they could fall flat in your face, yep. throw a pick, make a fumble. I think the Bill Belichick playoff factor will carry the Patriots to cover in this game. Do you think they win? Do you think so? You think the Bills win Patriots cover? Um, or are you taking the Patriots to win? Is that what you're doing here, Thomas? I think that's what I'm doing. Okay. Fighting Bill Belichick. One point game. Mac One point Joneses. game. One point the game. Mac Joneses okay. will be running the football <laughs> a ton of this game. Okay. Next game. That's our game here. Our boys, the Philadelphia Eagles, are on the road to take on the fighting Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. And it looks like a windy and rainy game. Thomas, have you seen the weather for this game yet? No, I haven't, but I've seen uh, I've seen a bunch of people just do nothing but tweet about weather this week. Like, okay, <laughs> I I did today. I tweeted one about the weather, trying to get people. I mean, to that's podcast. what I'm saying. Like, it's all over the place. <laughs> Greg Allman, here, there. Like, yeah, I use I use like the software I have to put like the audio behind the picture, and it was Greg Oddman, and his head looked massive. In the picture I tweeted, he tweeted, I was like, Twitter should not allow my head to be this big on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it was funny, but yeah, if you haven't, make sure to go check that out. Uh, with Greg Oddman, we talk about the Buccaneer side of things. Anyways. Um, Eagles nine and a half point dogs. Vegas, like I talked about this episode, is disrespecting our boys here. I, I don't know. Let you go first. What do you got? Okay, Eagles cover, and for the sake of my superstition, I'll say that the Bucks will win, but Eagles will cover. Okay, I also agree with that. I have the Eagles losing thirty-one to twenty-four to the uh, Tampa Buccaneers. Unfortunately, I'm not picking them. And, hey, Thomas is going against them, and when he picks against them, they usually win. So right now, they are probably going to win. Like, that's basically what I'm saying. That's science. That's just mad science right there. So, I, unfortunately, I think the birds take the L. Um, they're playing with house money, guys. Like, I've already kind of accepted and already just, like, allowing myself to take on a loss. Like, I'm not going to be a pouty little girl, pouty little bitch about it. If they lose, like, this offseason is going to be fun. There's no – we're playing with house money. No need to fret. Um, just be competitive. That's all I want, Thomas. Be competitive. And 
I swear to God, you if if Jonathan Gannon comes out and plays soft zone defense, and that is what is Eagles are gonna lose. I'm gonna. Are we gonna march with our pitchforks down Philly? We're gonna go. We're gonna come from Canada and from Denmark. We're gonna ship oh. him out, and we go back you home. You don't want that, Philly. You don't want us in your territory. We're you know? bringing him to Denmark if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, San Francisco 49ers travel to the Dallas Cowboys. Take on the fight in Mike McCarthy's at 4:30 p.m. Eastern time. 49ers are three-point dogs. Who do you like? I think the Cowboys will win, and I think they will. Um, they'll win by at least three. Do you have? Are you are you like a Cowboys fan now? Is that what it is? Nah, nah, that's not what it is. I I just think it. I, I think Cowboys have a, have a roster that is deep enough to just to 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 battle this one out. I think the one thing that is the most important factor in this game is the 49ers D line and their ability to create pressure because I think that that would that, that has a chance to make Dak Prescott do Dak Prescott things and Cowboys to do Cowboys things and loosen these these big spots. It's been a while since they, they've played a good game. Last time was against the Cardinals and they lost that game. Um so I think my it, this this is a to me it's kind of a coin flip, but I go with the depth of the Cowboys roster at this point. So this one's tough because I I'm predicting a 49ers or I'm picking I'm predicting a Cowboys win 24-21. The spread is three. So what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy a point on the 49ers side, bring this spread to three and a half at minus 120. That is again, if you're following me, if you're following this to actually make your bets, that's what I'm going to do. Again, uh the three because it, 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 I think it's gonna be pushed. I think the Cowboys win on a game-winning field goal. That's kind of I think it's gonna be really close. Really, I think it's the best game of the weekend besides Eagles Bucks, of course, because we have skin in the game. But I think just overall, like the atmosphere, yeah, I like well. I think that's the best game. The NFL must be creaming their pants with this game. Like the 49ers and Cowboys, the two biggest um kind of franchises in, in NFL history, basically going at it. So I think that's gonna be a really good game. Okay, two more games left. Thomas on Sat on Sunday night, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel on the road to Arrowhead to take on Mahomes and his brother. How many TikTok dances does his brother do? I, I think it's a big question. <laughs> Aren't you a big Jackson Mahomes guy? You, know, you were telling me that you like Jackson Mahomes. And, and my DM, you're telling me that you like his dances. You think he's cool. <laughs> well, what's the point spread in this one? 14? <laughs> the spread is 12 and a half. The 12 and a half. Are, the so Steelers are 12 be... and a half point dogs. The, the point like spread the, in the TikTok like... dances. Exactly. Oh, that kind oh, of matches. That should be the TikTok dance spread yes. as well. Like <laughs> They should have odds up for that. Over, going... under 12 and a half yeah. TikTok dances from uh, Mr. Mahomes. He's not Mahomes, right? It's <laughs> yeah, with, the spell... with an S. Like, what was that about? How do you not spell your name right on the jacket? Anyways. I'm um, just I'm just curious it wasn't a, uh, like a C in the end. Like. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't stand Jackson Mahomes. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not, so I don't weird. hate a lot of people in this world, but that guy drives me mental. It's okay. a little weird. So Steelers are 12 and a half point dogs in Arrowhead. Thomas, who do you like? Upset alert. No, I'm just kidding. It seems like under steamrolls. <laughs> They're gonna win by 21 in this game. You think okay. <laughs> no, I I, I think I it's am... gonna be closer, but I think the Chiefs are gonna handily take care of the Steelers. I am against you on this one. I, I'm not picking upset. I think 12 and a half is a lot of points. Yeah, like, I, I think it's I hate, too I hate laugh, many points. I, I hate these large spreads in general because yeah. because NFL games are just always more unpredictable and weird stuff's gonna happen. But yeah, yeah, I I, I think the spread's too high. I I, uh, I think the Chiefs win. I am taking the Chiefs 34-24 over Pittsburgh. Last game, Mr. Tom Peterson, Arizona Cardinals on the road. Take on the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night.
football to cap to cap off wild card weekend. Cardinals four point dogs. Who do you four like? point dogs? Four point dogs. The Cardinals. I was gonna say I think this is a coin flip game. So I if, agree if with that. If that's a four point, I'll take the Cardinals and those four points. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to win this game outright. That is my second upset alert. I think this game is 50-50. Like you said, I think this is a coin flip game. I think four points is too much. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus four, but I do think they ultimately win the game. I think this is going to be lower scoring than people think. I think Cardinals win 21-20. Yeah, Matthew Stafford just brings zero reason to have oh. any faith in the Rams at this point. He's been the, bad. The way they led that game against the 49ers get away from them going into the playoffs after already being on a bad streak leading up to it. Um, yeah, I... I if that's the spread, it's an easy one for me to go with the to go with the Cardinals. Even though, like they haven't, they have a lot of issues themselves, but mm -hmm. at least they have a win against the Cowboys, who are one of the better NFC teams going into the playoffs. All righty, Thomas. We won't be talking until next Thursday. Hopefully, it will be after a victory. Um, yeah, any we last still words? have Eagles season. That's the that's the goal. We still have games to talk about for the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll be back next Thursday, win or loss. Me and Thomas will be back here. One hundred percent. Anything else you got before we go? Um, only thing, I started watching draft prospects today. I know it's a terrible warm up to a playoff game, but it is so fun watching these draft prospects, knowing Eagles have three first yes. round picks. So even if the season ends this weekend, it's gonna we're just gonna start a new and exciting season, and that is draft season. Whenever the Eagles lose, which hopefully won't be this week. Uh, spoiler: Me and Thomas are obsessed with Traylon Burks. One hundred percent from Arkansas. I've been on the trade for the last three weeks. I can't stop watching tape of him. Like I, I it's like every night before I go to bed, I'm pulling on more highlights <laughs> of him. He's the most exciting. He's literally AJ Brown on steroids. Like I can't picture a better, just like a perfect, just like, guy across from Devonta Smith. And I think the Jameson Williams injury might have pulled his. I think he might be going a little top twelve now. So I think he's going to be out of Eagles range. Um, and the other thing too with Jalen Burks, um, I know we're spoiling a lot of here, but. Arkansas played the toughest schedule in football this year. Like, it's not like you know what missing with the bad competition. Arkansas played all the good teams. He went against all the good corners, and he flat out dominated. He's he's a star. Can't wait to watch. You know what? I, I I think the AJ Brown. Not, not, we're just gonna prolong this. Yeah. But you say AJ Brown. I think that's a very good comp. When I looked at him, I said, "This is this is the guy Eagles can take to make up for not taking DK Metcalf." Yes, a good point. Yep. He's better. He's he's a better prospect than DK Metcalf was. Yeah. 100%. He's yep. a better prospect. And, yep. and let's just keep a, keep a clear difference between prospect and actual what they're going to turn into the NFL. We will be drooling over him all offseason. Um, anyways, make sure to check out episode with Mike Clay, Double Doing Podcast yesterday. Um, it was great. And we also went over some coaching hirings after that. Coaching vacancies. It's kind of big talk of the town right now. Also, great episode with Greg Allman of Eagles Talk. Talked to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers writer for the Athletic. He kind of gave his side on Tampa Bay Buccaneers saying what should we be looking for from that team. Um, weekend wagers tomorrow. My co-host Eric Warner of the Double Doing Podcast will be back. He had a hot year. Yeah, I think he hit over 65% of his spread picks this year. So if you want to win some money, make sure to follow him or you can follow what me and Thomas just said as well. But check out weekend wagers on Friday and we will talk to you later.